about Carrie and when the next time I'm gonna hang out with her is all the time. Since you heard us, but back, 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 <laughs> we're back, back again, and again. we want to kind of give you an update as well as talk about some things that have been going on in our lives since the last time we recorded, which was like late November, early December. Mm-hmm. So it's been a it's been a while because right now it's the end of April. <laughs> but I think that's normal. People like take a break during the holidays and then they don't come back for like yeah a long time. <laughs> Which is what we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been through some shit <laughs> since the last time we recorded. Most of which I'm not exactly wanting to talk about just yet. Not yet. That's okay. But I'll get there eventually, I think. Yeah. So, what's been going on with you? Uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm, like, married, so... You celebrated your first wedding anniversary, though. I, I did, yeah. So I was about to say, like, not much changes around <laughs> here with me, yeah. except we did celebrate our one-year wedding anniversary, which was really exciting um, because, you know, a year, I think, normally in marriage isn't, isn't, like, a huge milestone, but for us it was because when we got married, we had only known each other a year and seven months. Yeah. So a year of marriage is like a big milestone, you know, so. And the first year is always, I feel like, one of the hardest I've heard. I've heard that a lot too. Um, We did go through premarital counseling though, so honestly our engagement was way harder than our first year of marriage. Our first year of marriage was incredibly easy. It went incredibly fast. Now, don't get me wrong, we're not perfect. We fight and Carrie actually witnessed witnessed she didn't witness the fight but last weekend I hung out with her like right after one of our fights and it was the first time she had like I think ever seen me cry yeah and that was like kind of a bummer but it wasn't a big deal and the things that David and I fight about are like so small it's like you we we still get upset like anybody else would in a fight but what we're fighting about is like so silly so Uh, but yeah, so our one year anniversary was fantastic. We went to Napa. It was amazing. I had a great time. Um, and yeah, just enjoying married life and enjoying like building our home together and, um, being parents to our dogs has been great and yeah, just working. But yeah, so not too much going on over here. Just living life, but I am glad we took a little break because sometimes you just need to like, you know, reevaluate, get, get, get a little deeper into life. And now we're ready to start back up again. So I'm excited. So on my end, I got a dog. I got a puppy. Her name's Luna and she's just the greatest thing that's happened to me in a really long time. Moving out here was hard. It was hard being on my own away from my family and my friends, and she's definitely, like, helped kind of, like, center me and, like, Mm -hmm. make me more aware of, like, 
what's going on because like I was kind of checked out a lot of last year yeah and she's just given you like a routine yeah that's definitely been helpful like I get home from work we go to the park every day and it's like I have my like dog park crew that I see at the park every day and they're like super fun and I like talk to them about my life a lot and then I dated somebody and we broke up and it was super hard and that's what I'm not ready to talk about yet because I'll cry and I don't want to talk and cry <laughs> on here because it'll just be embarrassing. Yeah, breakups are hard. Yeah, um, and it's my first one that I've had in a really long time and it was kind of a blind side, I think. Mm -hmm. So yeah. once I process it a little bit more, I feel like it'll be easier. Yeah, maybe we'll talk about it, you know, in the next couple. Yeah. Next couple or something. So other than that, I... I promised Kim, like, a while ago that I would talk to her about my situation I had with Train Guy. Yeah. Who later became known as Cool Shirt Guy, and... Okay. Um, it was a whole big thing when I was living in New York, so I'll talk about that. And then we have a topic from one of my friends that she texted me and wants me to talk about on here with Kim, so we'll do that. And that's kind of the summary of what we're going to do today. Yeah, and we'll just see where it goes. Yeah. So, cool shirt guy. Mm -hmm. When I was living in New York, I was taking the train to the city every day for work. Mm -hmm. And every day I would see this guy. I noticed him probably around March or April, and we would always get on at like the same door of the train every day. We would mm -hmm. like get there, get on the train, and then we'd get off. And I noticed him, and I don't know if he noticed me. But one night I was um, on Tinder in New York and I was swiping. I would call him cool shirt guy because in like once it started becoming warm enough to like wear like shirts and not a jacket, I noticed mm -hmm. that he always had like these awesome like cool pattern shirts. So I call him cool shirt guy to my friends, my coworkers. I was like, oh, you should see that. I would like Snapchat the back of his head, <laughs> and <laughs> that's so creepy. And um, and call him cool shirt guy to some of my friends. And they were always like, yeah, he has really cool shirts. And then I was on Tinder and I saw him on there and I was like, oh my God, mom, it's cool shirt guy. Cause I talked to my mom about it too. <laughs> and so I swiped right and we ended up matching. And I was like, I was like, should I message him? Should I leave it? And then my mom said, just leave it for now. Like you'll probably see him in the morning. You don't want to make it weird in the morning. Totally. And I, was, and I said, yeah, of course you're right. So I didn't message him, and I got to the train station the next morning, and he wasn't there. And I was like, this is weird, because he's there every day, mostly. Mm -hmm. And um, he, I told my coworker about it, and she was like, oh my god, like, she knew I talked about him all the time, and would send her photos of his shirts. And I would take the train home with her at night, because we were on the same train line at night, but not in the morning. And... Um, we were on the train home one day, and he messaged me, like, the day after we matched, he messaged me, and he said, hey, this might sound weird, but do you take the train from the stop that we would take the train from? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think I see you, and I think, like, we get on at the same, like, stop every day, and he's like, oh, yeah. So we started talking on there for a little bit, and then the next morning, we got on the train, we got to the platform, and we started talking on the platform, he sat with me like on the train and it's an hour train ride into the city and we talked the entire way so we got on the train and we like that entire week we like talked and then he ended up going to Ireland for a week but 
he messaged me on Thursday before he left for Ireland and was like, hey, I think I'm going to delete this. Some of my coworkers found me on Tinder, and I think it's weird, so I'm going to delete it. Here's my number. Mm-hmm. So he gave me his phone number. Yeah. And I texted him so that he had my number and um, just kind of, like, left it alone. And then I saw him the next morning, and we, like, said hi. And then I, like, I was like, oh, have fun on your trip. He gets back from Ireland the week before 4th of July. Mm-hmm. I see him in the morning. I'm like, how was your trip? Did you have a good time? And he's like, yeah, I had a great time. Da, 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 da. And then that was it. That was, like, the last time we spoke. Okay. And it was weird because I would still see him. Every single day. <laughs> and he wouldn't even, like, talk to you? He wouldn't talk to me. He would not make eye contact with me. Like, <gasps> I don't know what happened. Maybe he got a girlfriend. I, no, because I saw him, like, on, like, I saw him on Tinder again, like, after he had deleted it. And he, like, I guess he remade it or something. That's weird. But, may, but maybe he, for, like, a minute had a girlfriend. Yeah. So, but, like, it was still weird that, like, we matched, we talked, we did all the, like, Mm-hmm. We would still see each other every day. Yeah. And nothing happened. So I, get, I don't remember when it was, but like last year, probably like February, I think it was, mm-hmm. I messaged him. Like I had his number, so I texted him. I was like, hey, do you want to like go out for drinks or something? Like hang out. Just like, I don't know, being a little bold. And he was like, yeah, but I'm not looking for anything serious right now. And I was like, that's fine, but um, I just want to, like, hang out. He was like, yeah, sure, like, let's do it, let's hang out. And then I guess he something came up with work, and he couldn't make it that night. Mm. So then I saw him the next day on the training. He didn't say anything to me. Mm-hmm. So it all kind of ended. I got the job in L.A., and it was my last couple weeks riding the train. And my friend took the same train as me every morning, one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And she was in the train car that I usually sit in and I was looking for her so we could sit together because it was my second to last day on the train. It was, there's like these six seaters in the train. Mm -hmm. So there's like three facing each other Mm -hmm. and I'm sitting next to her and I, and I go to sit down next to her and the person that's across from me is train guy. Oh my gosh. And we like sat across from each other the entire ride to the city and we get to Jamaica, which is the stop before we actually get to Penn Station. Okay. And he gets up and moves. And I, I know that he doesn't get off there. I know that he gets off at the city. Oh, my God. There's another thing. <laughs> Wait, I forgot. We, um, after we had matched and stuff, I took the train home one day, and, like, there was no seats available on the train. Mm-hmm. And I got on the train. Like, I ran to the train so I wouldn't miss this one, and I run into the door, and he's, like, standing there. And, like, I run onto the train, and he's just, like, standing in the, like, the, mm-hmm. like, the doorway because there was no seats. And right. we had to stand across from each other the entire way home. But he didn't say anything to me. I think, I think that that's kind of why. I think, I think he like, cause guys tend to overthink stuff. And I think that he might've thought like, well, I could date this girl, but then if we like break up, like I'm not looking for anything serious. So if like things don't work out or we break up or she, she wants something serious and I don't, I have to like see her every day. Yeah. And so he probably thought like it was less awkward to do it now than to like, see it through and then and then have to see you every day it was just so weird yeah because like why even match with me then 
Yeah. Okay, so this sounds like a ghosting episode. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so annoying. It was it was so annoying and it was so funny that it like ended right before I moved out here. Because like Yeah, I didn't realize it was so recent. Yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah. Because I saw him every day for like <laughs> And he, the I, least you could do is say hi. Over a year. Yeah. Over a year, I would go onto the train, and I would see him. I would see him when I get on the train. Sometimes we'd be on the same train on the way home. Yeah. And, like, he would either, like, we would sit, like, near each other, or, like, we, we were always in the same train car. So, like, when we get up to get off the train, we'd get up and walk out of the train together. And it's not like you guys went on a date or we anything. We didn't even so go on a date. All he had to do was oh say hi God. to you yeah. every day. Like, he didn't even ever have to do anything about it. He could always have just said hi to you. Yeah. Like, why did he have to, like... like make it weird. Act like you guys, like, had history or something. Like, yeah. you didn't even go on a date. That's that's so annoying. It, w- it was just, like, the weirdest thing in the entire world. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay, so I have a quick, I have a quick ghosting story. Yeah, okay, okay. go. So, the, this story could be longer, but I'm going to, like, shorten it because there's no need to. But, um, because just to keep it on the ghosting train. So, I met this guy once when I was at a party. I've, like, kind of told you this story mm-hmm. before, I think. But, um, we, we met at a party and, um, I was with my friend and... We were just, like, talking, and, like, right away, I could tell he was really witty. Like, we had really good banter, and so we exchanged numbers, and then the next night, he, like, invited me out um, with his friends, but I was busy, and then the next night, I invited him out with my friends, and he was busy, and but we always had this really good, like, witty banter about it, and then eventually, like, a week later, he finally, like, in this really witty way, asked me out via text, and so... We went on a date, and it was really cute. He, like, showed up at my door with a cupcake. Aw. Um, and nobody had ever done that to no. me before. Like, it usually was, like, flowers or nothing. And so it was kind of cute that he was like, I brought you a cupcake. And I was like, aren't we going to dinner? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, but I brought you a cupcake. And then we went to dinner, and then he ordered dessert. And I was like, dude, you're trying to make me fat. Like, why are you doing this oh to me? Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, so it was a really good date. We, like, really connected. And we started dating for, like, a couple months. And he worked, um, he worked at my, like, in my neighborhood. He was a bartender at this bar and grill right by my apartment. Um, and so I would just, like, go there and just, like, hang out at mm-hmm. the bar and wait for him to get off. And then we'd go to his favorite bar all the time where a lot of his friends worked. Um, that was actually our first date. So we'd go there all the time. And, um, we were, like, super into each other. Like, I think it was, like, the giddiest I had been in a really long time. Um, and I just really, really, really enjoyed getting to know him. Um, mostly because he was the most confusing person I had ever met in my life. So, like, I was really strong in my faith. I had no idea where he stood on that. I talked about my faith all the time, and he never talked about where he was at and so it left me with a lot of questions and I kept trying to find the right time or the right way to ask him about it but I always felt like there was a reason why he was never telling me where he was at without it so I I wanted to like give him the time to be like ready to tell me where he was at with that Mm -hmm. so I just never really asked um and I just thought like well the more I talk about it eventually he's gonna respond (laughs) and say how he feels about it um but he didn't um so then 
one day he he was a photographer too and he was taking pictures of um, my friend doing some headshots and we went together and at that time I was trying to be vegan and so like a couple weeks before that we were going on a date and he was taking me to this vegan restaurant and the whole way we talked about cheese we talked about cheese for like ever and he kept saying he could never be vegan because he couldn't get uh, give up cheese because family's from Wisconsin and you know, the cheese head thing and like cheese is so important. And we talked about it for, for a really long time. Well, then like a couple weeks later, he's taking pictures of my friend. And then after when we're done, we go to get coffee and we're standing in line. And he says to the barista, he wants like a latte or something. But he was like, do you have almond milk? And they were like, no, but are you lactose intolerant? And he says, yes. And I was like, I'm, so, I'm sorry, what? And I totally interrupted them and I was like, you're lactose intolerant? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, how did we have a whole conversation about cheese and you never ever mentioned this? Like what? And he literally just like shrugged it off, just like shrugged his shoulders and was like, oh, no explanation to this day. I have no idea. And like I've, I've explained this to people and they're like, well, maybe he was lying to the barista. He just said it just to say it. And I was like, but then he would have said that to me. Yeah. And then they're like, well, maybe he takes lactate. And it's like, well, may, well, if he did, then he would have told me that. He would have been like, oh, yeah, I am like Star but I take lactate. I don't He had no explanation for me, just zero. And so there was a lot of instances like this when we were dating that I would turn to my friend and be like, um, she was kind of with me through all of it. And I just would be like. I'm so confused. Like, he did this kind of stuff to me all the time. Like, one time, Halloween, he told me to show up somewhere at midnight. I showed up. He never even showed up. And he didn't call me. He didn't text me. He didn't say he wasn't coming. I waited there for, like, two hours and then went home. And then the next day, he, like, apologized, brought me flowers, and he said, but I can't tell you why I didn't show up. Like, this was just, like, a constant thing. I was just, like, I never understood him. And my friend was, like, I don't think he understands himself. Yeah. And he was, like, a psychology major. And she was, like, I feel like he majored in psychology because he doesn't understand himself. And she's, like, and I also think he's kind of dating you because he doesn't understand you. Because he doesn't understand people who are, like, really strong in their faith. I was just, like, I don't know, dude. But this is weird. Well, then, finally, we're, like, out one night. And this really weird guy starts walking next to us with no shirt on. And he's, like, totally cranked out or something. And this dude's like, I'm so sorry to bother you. I just really wish I had a shirt. I really wish I had a shirt. Blah, blah, blah. He keeps talking about a shirt. So finally, um, the guy that I was dating took off his sweater and the shirt that he had underneath, like a Hanes t-shirt, and gave it to the guy. And the guy was like, thank you so much. And then he, like, put his shirt back on and, and we, like, went, off, went on our date. But that was the last night I ever, I ever like, saw him in a dating capacity. So then, after that, he started ghosting me. He, like, stopped responding to my text messages. And I was so mad because I was pretty sure it was, like, about my faith. Mm-hmm. But I was like, dude, just tell me. Like, I totally understand. I get broken up with about this all the time. Like, I totally would be understanding of this. And we could be friends. But now you're making it where if I ever run into you, it's awkward. And so I told him that. I just decided, like, I'm just going to text him and tell him that. So I texted him, and I was like, hey, it's really unfortunate that you're trying to ghost me um, because, you know, I'm the most understanding person about this. And, like, if you don't want to continue to date me, that's fine. But you should give me the decency to, like, tell me to my face. And I even, like, showed up at a restaurant that I thought he'd be at, and he, like, did say hi to me. 
but he like, it was so awkward. And I was just like, this sucks. Like I live over here and now I'm uncomfortable going to like all my favorite places because I'm gonna run into you all the time. So eventually I texted him that and he responded. He was like, you're right, I'm so sorry, let's get coffee. And we went and got coffee and he was like, told me everything about how he doesn't like religion and how he was trying to hide that from me and that he felt like he couldn't be himself. And he was telling me about the night he took off his shirt. He has tattoos that are like anti-religion and he was afraid that I would see them. And that's kind of, and he like also came to my like baptism anniversary party and he brought his friend. And when they left, his friend was like, dude, you cannot date this girl. Like you're not the guy for her or whatever. So anyways, so it was just really annoying that his first thought was I should just ghost her. Yeah. Like, just be honest. Like, just tell somebody where you're at. Like, why is the first thought like, oh, I'm just going to ignore her forever and hope that she goes away? I feel like it's hard for men to, like, accept that they don't want to be with somebody. I think they're a bunch of cowards. Yeah. And they don't want to, like hurt us in a way but they hurt us more yeah so they, they don't want to deal with seeing the hurt such a coward move though yeah which it's is like if you cause what the i hurt, have to give my ex props for totally but it's like yeah if you're causing the hurt you it's like your duty to see yeah. that hurt through and to actually witness hurting that person um and it's gonna suck but it's not fair to do it any other way yeah it's just not so yeah I just yeah it was so I like I pretty much called him out and was like you're not gonna ghost me you're gonna explain to me what's going on because you've already left out so much you've already not explained so much in our entire relationship I'm not just gonna give this one to you I gave him the Halloween thing like any other girl would be like no you're going to tell me why you didn't come or we're done. And I was like, that's fine. You don't have to tell me. Just this is your... I told him, like, this is your one gimme. Like, I'm not going to give you another one. Yeah. And so when he tried to ghost me, I was like, nope. We're going to meet and you're going to tell me what's going on. Yeah. But yeah, so you actually got um, a situation reached out from your oh, friend yeah. about ghosting that we yes. should talk about. So my friend from New York is seeing this guy right now. And they've been hanging out, like, going out to drinks and then going home, like, going home together and just, like, seeing each other on, like, on a semi-regular basis, from what I've heard. I don't know, like, everything. Right. She texted me a couple of weeks ago and said that she is going to see this guy, like, the next day and that all he said was that she could sleep over and she texted me, she was like, so are we doing anything else, or am I just supposed to come over? Like, ask me on a legit date. Which yeah. I, like, I totally understand that. Like, mm-hmm. um, she doesn't want to be his booty call, and she's like, I don't know if that's the vibe I'm giving off, like, if I'm just giving off a booty call vibe, or um, she said, because it initially seemed like he wanted to legit hang, but maybe because I always late night text. So then I responded to her and said, maybe ask him if you at dinner or something super casually, though. Be like, oh, this new sushi place opened near me that I've been dying to try. Do you want to go? And then I hadn't heard from her in a while about it. And she texted me back and she said, he came over that time we were out and then we hung out again the weekend after last Friday. 
and went on a more legit date and I had a very nice time and then I slept over for the first time and he talked to me a little the next day and nothing since. Mm. So then we were talking a little bit and she like saw our post on Facebook about if we wanted to talk about anything on this podcast um, and so I texted her and I said any topics you want to recommend and she said text like this. And it says, hey, I wanted to see if you wanted to get drinks Saturday, but my friend from Connecticut is having a surprise party, so I have to go. I didn't want you to think I'm ghosting. And she said, like what? I mean, I did think he was ghosting me, but also this is a pointless text because you're also not planning another time to see me. Yeah, but I think if he really is still interested in her, the text was important. Yeah. Because it let her know, like, hey, I'm still thinking about you. I want to see you again. Yeah. I'm not trying to ghost you. So if he does end up ghosting her, that's a jerk move. Yeah. But if he truly does want to see her again and he plans to see that through, I don't think he worded it quite properly. Yeah. Like, he could have just said, like, look, I've been really busy and I've been wanting to make plans with you. But I have all this other stuff going on. I have on. all this other stuff going on. I just don't want you to think I'm ghosting you. I definitely want to see you again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the weird, the in, it's weird that he got so specific on like what day he was planning to ask her out, yeah. but now he can't. But I think he, I think he wanted to prove to her that he, that wasn't he really, her. yeah. Like I think, I think he thought it was better to be specific than to be general. Yeah. Because if it's general, it can sound like a cop out where he was like, look, I actually had plans to ask you out this day. Yeah. I also don't know if like they were texting before he sent that text, which could be important. I feel like or if, if he they just randomly texted him with like, hey, I was going to ask you out this weekend, but I can't. I think it. I think it's. It was. It was random. I don't think they were yeah. really talking before, or, or else I think she would have included that information. Yeah. So it does sound like they haven't talked in maybe a couple days, maybe a week or something, yeah. and Let's then see. he I sent that text. Said, um, Saturday would have been two weeks since we last spoke. So this was on Thursday. So sa- so today. like a week and a half. So today would have been two weeks since yeah. we last talked. So it was like a little over a week and a half since they spoke, which is weird that is kind of like yeah I've already decided you're ghosting me and I've already a little bit moved on and now you're just like texting me out of the blue saying oh I was gonna ask you to hang out I this sounds a little bit like the term that you taught me breadcrumbing it does oh my gosh it sounds like breadcrumbing like it it almost makes me think like and see, I like to look deep into this stuff, even if it has no validity. So I don't know if this is true, but it sounds a little bit to me like maybe he was talking to her and maybe another girl. Yeah. And maybe decided he wanted to go for that other girl, but then the other girl, like, ended it. Yeah. And now he's like, well, maybe there's enough time I can go back to this one. Mm-hmm. I have, there's no validity to that theory. Yeah. I'm just like. It's a reasonable theory though. But it's, it is. It's like sometimes when you're dating multiple people or you're talking to multiple people, you are more excited about another than you are the other, but then that person is out. And then you're like, yeah. oh shoot, well I was going to like stop talking to this really cool girl, but I was more excited about this other person but yeah. this other person isn't talking to me anymore, so maybe I can go salvage this. You know, that could be maybe what's happening, or maybe he really just was busy. Yeah. But a little like, over what a week What was he doing for this week and a half? I don't know. I don't know. The, this is why I so don't miss dating. Yeah. My husband has to call me back. 
<laughs> yeah, he does. You have to. He has to. Or... I live with you, so if you don't call me back, you're just going to see me later at home. And yeah. if you want to leave me, you have to divorce me, and that's annoying. A lot of paperwork. <laughs> yeah. You can't just ghost me, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, yeah, it sucks. It's hard out there, guys. Ghosting sucks. Like I don't, said. Don't, okay, and then I was talking to another one of my friends. Uh-huh. We were talking about dating and how it's just really hard right now. I said, I think I prefer ghosting to straight up rejection. You said that? Yeah. Oh, I so don't. And he said, interesting statement. That's a tough one. I think I would prefer straight up rejection only because ghosting means they get my hopes up. Rejection would be awful at first, but probably easy to get o over. I don't know. There's just no question. Like, ghosting, you're stressed for, like, a week straight. Yeah. Because you're like, are they going to text me? Should I text them? What sh what's going on? What should I do? And it's so much stress for nothing for a week. Where if somebody just straight up rejects you, then you know, like, okay, I can go out tonight and, like, talk to other dudes and not feel yeah. bad about it. Like, I can go live my life now. Like, even if I'm sad... I don't have to be hung up on like, but what if he texts me? Like, no. Yeah. You already know he's not going to. It's over. And even towards the end of the relationship with the person I last dated, I kind of felt like he was ghosting me in a way because like he was being super shady about making plans mm -hmm. and he was like, I went like almost two weeks without seeing him. Like, when I thought that everything was okay, like, before I even, like, had a hint that everything, anything was, like, going south, I felt like he was just, like, not all present, and I was, like, you shouldn't feel ghosted by the person that you're calling your boyfriend. No, but that's the thing is, so, that's normal, though, in a breakup, I feel like, mm -hmm. that once somebody is kind of, like, unsure if they want to stay in the relationship they do start to pull back yeah and that's what he was doing yeah and so we weren't going to talk about this but let's just, <laughs> let's just go let's, let's just go we're here but ghosting ghosting is like you know an immediate pullback yeah. or, or a slight pullback over time and just no explanation yeah where I feel like normal breakups, you, you're, there's always some pullback. It's, a, it's either a lot of pullback or it's a little bit of pullback. The person either picks up on it or they don't at all until it's like told flat out to them. Yeah. Um, I was picking up on it a little bit. Yeah. I could tell that like something wasn't right and that he wasn't like in it all, that he was in the beginning. Yeah. Which was still hard to accept. Mm -hmm. Because like, when we were, like, physically together, I could, like, s see that, like, when we were actually, like, hanging out, that he was into me. And he did say that, like, when he was hanging out with me, he wanted to be with me. But, like, when he wasn't with me, he didn't really think about the next time he would see me. Which is fucked up. That is so messed up. Like, when you told me he said that, and then, and then like, in the same breath, you said, like, and it sucks because he wasn't even a jerk about it. I'm like, I don't know. That's, like, the rudest thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like, yeah. he'd like, oh, yeah, when I want to hang out with you. It's great. But when I'm not with you, I don't think about you. It's like, that's, yeah, that's harsh, bro. Like, that's, I mean, that's honest, you know? It like, bravo like, for honesty. It was brutal. But it was honest. brutal. Brutal, man. Like. Yeah, that, that the, wasn't cool. The entire time I'm just, like, sitting there and I was like, I wish this wasn't happening. Like, I, I just know. so, like, didn't, wasn't ready for it to end. 
And it's just so, it was just so weird to me because I'm just thinking like, I think about Carrie and when the next time I'm going to hang out with her is all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just like, like how do you not, like, how do you date somebody and like want to date somebody and, and then get to that point so early in the relationship? Yeah, like we had only started dating in January, broke up at the end of March, so it was almost a month ago. And like, and like, mind you guys, they were boyfriend and girlfriend. Like it wasn't like... They were casual. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like they only hung out a few times. Like he said, he was all in with her. He was the one that brought it up. He was the one that said, "Let's make this official." Where do you see this going? What do you want out of this? Yeah, I hate when guys when they when they do that to you just to be out so soon after. What's the freaking point? What's the point? Like, I'm sorry if I don't date people ever. Like, I go on dates with people, but as we've talked about, I am one and done. Yeah, you like, don't go on second I'll dates. I'll go on one date with you, and I will and I will decide right then and there on if I want to go out on a second date with you. Yeah. And I even texted Kim after this first date with this guy that I dated, and I said, it was fun, but I won't be surprised if we don't go on a second date. You did say that. I remember that now. Yeah. But I just thought that that was you... Being me. Being... I thought that was you being like guarding your heart a little yeah. bit. Like I like you were it to me I read it as like you saying, "Yeah, I had a good time, but if he doesn't text me again, I'm not going to like be hurt." Yeah. And then he did text me. He texted me when I got home that night and said, "Hey, like I had a great time. Let's go out a second like let's go on a, let's go out again soon." Mm-hmm. And then we made plans. We went out like on a second date to a comedy show and it was so much fun. And after the comedy club, he didn't kiss me, which I thought was weird because he didn't kiss me on the first date either. But I wasn't, like, I didn't really, like, care. I was, like, okay, cool. Like, maybe he just goes super slow. Yeah. And then we hung out a third time, like, two days after the first date. And he did kiss me that after that date. And, like, maybe two weeks after our third date was when he asked me where I thought this was going. And when we decided to, like, kind of make things official. Yeah. So that was the beginning of February. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of March, he was like, done. Yeah. So messed up. It is so dumb. Like, if you don't know where you want it to go, mm-hmm. don't make it exclusive. Almost. Yeah. But this happens so often. And, and, and it, you know, it happened to you and yeah. my other friend at like the exact same time. Yeah. And even though her relationship was a lot shorter, it was guys literally a week. <laughs> but, but she got her hopes up. She thought this guy was like the one and he was saying similar things to her. Like he was all in. And I've, and I've learned through my own experience and through watching my friends go through this recently that like, don't believe a guy until yeah. he proves it. Just because a guy says he's all in after a month or a week doesn't mean anything because he just doesn't know you yet. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you just can't believe that no matter how sincere they're coming across or no matter how much they want to believe it or, you know, like, you, like, when I first started dating David, he asked me to be a girl, his girlfriend after a month and I said no. Because I was just like, you don't know me yet. And I have been through this enough where a guy yeah. gets super excited about me early on, says he's all in, we jump all in just for the rug to be pulled out from under me a couple weeks or a month later. Um, and they, they're they so out. And it's like, 
And so I, t- I told him, I said, I'm not saying no because I don't want to be with you. I'm, I'm just saying no because I think we don't know each other well enough yet to really know if we want to commit in that way. And I told him and I reassured him, like, I'm not dating anybody else. I don't plan to date anybody else while I'm seeing you. That's not the kind of girl I am. Don't worry about that. But we also don't have to make this, like, exclusive because... Uh, we just don't know each other well enough yet to make that commitment. And so if things don't work out, it's going to hurt a lot less. Yeah. If we didn't go telling all of our friends, like, oh, I found the love of my life. He's my boyfriend. I'm so happy. Yeah. Like, it hurts a lot less when not a lot of people know. It hurts a lot less when you, you never don't, put like, a label tell on your it. your parents about it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, and, and everyone around you is like, you feel like everyone around you is like excited for you. Now for me, I've told Carrie this, I was kind of skeptical and I, I kept it to myself because I did feel like you were really happy. Yeah. And so I didn't want to like, and I didn't know him at all. I met him one time. And so like, I didn't have enough information to really share it with you. And by the point that you met him, he was already like. He was already a little out. Yeah. Yeah. And I could sense that when I met him, I just felt that. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't remember. I don't think I even got the chance to tell you because I remember I was like talking on the phone with our other friend, and I was trying to ask her advice on like how I should tell you. Yeah. And then the next day, you called me and told me that it was over. And so. Yeah. And so yeah, so I didn't really get the chance to express that, but I, but I, I felt it a little bit, and mm-hmm. I. You know, and it's and it's hard to navigate that as a friend because I remember, you know, when I would be so excited about somebody that even if my friend sensed it was wrong or he was out or he didn't like me enough, I wouldn't hear it anyway. Yeah. So it's kind of hard when I'm like, I want to tell my friend, but I don't feel like they're going to hear me anyway. And Or if they do hear me, then I'm just going to make them sad and I just don't really know how to handle that. And so I'm working through that as a friend with, you know, not just you, but my other friends who mm-hmm. are who are going through similar situations. Um, but yeah, you know, it's my just like most important advice to anybody listening is like a week or a month is just not enough time yeah. to know if you should commit to somebody. I don't care how great they seem. I don't care how into you they are. I don't care what they're saying to you. And I and I don't necessarily say that. I don't necessarily think there's like a perfect timeline. It's more about, like, their actions. Like, do they drop anything and everything to see you? Yeah. Do they show up for you? You know, do they want to meet your friends and your family? Do they do they want to become a piece of furniture in your life? Or do they just want it when it's convenient for them? Mm-hmm. And that's such a telling sign. But when things are early, you can kind of justify that behavior because it's so early. So a lot of times people are like, oh yeah, he couldn't make it, but like, that's okay because he doesn't know me that well and, you know, we're not committed yet and, you know, he has a lot of friends. You know, you make all these excuses for people, but as time goes by, it's like actions speak louder than words and I think, like your friend said, if you guys had maybe just waited a little bit longer to put labels on it, you both probably would have seen the writing on the wall a lot sooner and it probably would have hurt a little less. It still would have sucked. Yeah. It always sucks. I don't care what point of the relationship I you're think, at. It always sucks for somebody. <laughs> I also think it hurt more because of everything that I had told him about my past and how I was always so hesitant with dating I know. people. I know. And I told him, like, when he brought up, like, where do you see this going or what do you expect out of this? I told him that, like, I had been hurt and ghosted and all this other shit that has happened. And he, like, he listened 
and he heard it and then when he was breaking out with me I like I repeated that I was like I told you everything that I was hesitant about and you just like didn't give a shit and you did everything that I told you had happened to me mm-hmm. and that's it that's another important thing is like is like I was so op- sorry no I was so open and vulnerable about everything that I had been through mm-hmm. and he just like ignored everything I know and that's like another important thing is like if somebody's telling you like I'm afraid you're gonna hurt me I don't care if you're a girl or a guy or what you should respect that and be like you know what I you should be like, I can't promise you that I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. So, yeah, let's take our time with this. Let's go slow. Let me prove to you and to myself that I'm not going to hurt you. Like, yeah. if somebody's, like, all in right away and you're all in right away and it feels right, that's great. Whatever. But if somebody's hesitant and you're not, you should be like, you know what? Then let's wait. Let's not put labels on it. Let's not rush into this because I can't promise you that I'm not going to hurt you. And I'd rather us just kind of, like, be sure. Because that's basically what I said to David. I was the one who was afraid of getting hurt, but I was the one who also put on the brakes because I was just, like, I just don't trust you yet. Like, I trust you in the sense that, like, I really like you and I want to trust you, but I just don't know you well enough yet. And so, yeah, that that was really disrespectful on his part that you expressed that this has happened to you before, that that someone has initiated this conversation and that got your hopes up just for them to rip the rug out from under you and that you didn't want that to happen again. Yeah. And he literally did it. And he, and he obviously didn't intend to, I don't think he intended to hurt you when he, when he, you know, had that conversation with you, but it's just so true that like, it was just too soon. Yeah. It was just too soon. So it sucks. Yeah, but I'm okay. Yeah, you are okay. You're doing good. And it's just, it's hard. Dating is hard. You know, and and it's, sometimes it's just as hard for the person who did the breaking up. You know, I remember crying myself to sleep sometimes over, over breaking up with somebody. Yeah. You know, it's hard on both ends, um, depending on the situation and dating is, is hard. But it's so worth it when you do find that love that's just so, you know. So good. Yeah. And and so, you know, for all, like, the horrible dating stuff I went through, it was all worth it to find David. Yeah. Um, and I know some people out there are probably rolling their eyes like, oh, you know, good for you. But I'm just trying to say that it's like, you know. Our relationship isn't perfect. Like I said earlier, we fight, you know. It's not always easy. But our love is so great that it makes all the hard stuff before we met, all the hard stuff after we met, it makes it all worth it. Yeah. And I do believe that, you know, anybody can, can find that. You just have to really guard your heart. Be careful. Don't trust anybody and everybody you know, let, make someone prove it. Just make, yeah. make them prove it. Like, you know, I, I've, I've noticed lately that I've, I've had a little bit of a hard, like I'm in kind of this tough love stage with a lot of my friends because I'm just trying to like convey to a lot of my friends, like make them prove it. Like my friend, like my, my, our other friend, 
calls me and she wants me to be so excited every time she meets a guy. And I'm like, nah, not till he proves it. Like, I'm sorry. I just, I'm excited for you, but I'm not going to get that excited until I meet him and he proves that he's sticking around. Like, he was supposed to come to my birthday party. Yeah. And he ghosted her the day before my birthday party. And it's just like, and they'd only been dating a week. Yeah. And it was just like, see, like, why am I going to get excited if I haven't even met this guy? He hasn't proved to me or to you or to anybody that he deserves our excitement. Yeah. You know? Especially after a week that's so soon. Ugh. Yeah. It, that was really annoying. Really annoying. And I just kept trying to tell her, like, God's just protecting you from something because there's some darkness there if that if it if after only a week and he didn't guys he didn't just ghost her he blocked her number and she's not the type that like harasses people or is like crazy like I highly doubt she was blowing him up like he just straight up decided he was done and blocked her and she figured it out because she like star 67 him because she thought he died she was, like, worried. She thought, like, oh, my God, like, what if something happened to him? And so then, and then she said, like, she woke up one day and was, like, I think he might have blocked me. And so then she, like, star 67 called him, and he answered. And did she didn't say anything. And then, like, finally she said hello, and he hung up. And it was just, like, oh, and then, I didn't get to tell you this, and then, uh, the other day so it's been like a couple weeks now and then the other day he didn't have social media when him when they were dating but then the other day he created a instagram and he followed her yeah so annoying what the fuck so i told her to block him and she said i'm going to and i'm going to message him first so she messaged him on instagram and um she said if you want to know about my life my line is always open. You can always call me or text me. But no, you cannot block my number and then follow me on Instagram. And then she blocked him. Yeah. And I was like, good for you. Like, Did she make sure that he saw it before she blocked him? I don't know because we were just texting about it. I'm not even positive she sent it. She just told me that's what she was going to do. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not entirely sure if that's actually what she did or not. But I think she should. And at first she was like, is that too harsh? And I was like, no, because, you know, you're at least giving him the courtesy of knowing why you're blocking him. He didn't give that to you. Yeah. And she was like, true. But yeah, like, and and she, she also said why she thinks he blocked her. Because um, as anybody who's listened to our podcast knows, I'm an advocate for celibate dating But it's not something I push on my friends, especially if they're not Christian. Because for me, it's like, I really want people to protect themselves no matter what. So, like, I'm all on board for, like, waiting until marriage because I think that's, like, safe. But for me, it's more about, like, Christ. And so, for me, I'm like, if Christ isn't in it, then it's kind of like, you know, make your own choices, you know. If you're not, like, a believer of Christ or if that's not, like, what you live your life for, then that's fine. But this particular friend, she's, um... She's religious, but she's, like, Muslim, so she just doesn't, like, believe in Christ, but she believes in God, um, and she decided she wants to wait until marriage, I think, and she told him that, and so I just kind of, I've been rejected so many times because of that, so, so I kind of just asked her, like, do you think that's why he ghosted you and blocked you? 
she said, no, I think he does this to people in his life all the time. She was like, I think he was just scared. I believe in my heart he thought he was doing something righteous but did it in a terrible way. All he knows is to run away from love or when things get real. I'm probably the first female to ever just accept it and walk away. I think he is used to women filling his inbox with messages. So, people are weird. You yeah. never really know why they do the things that they do. And I, I, do, I do think that the concept behind ghosting, I think... I don't think, like you said, I don't think people do it to be more hurtful. I think they do it to be less. Yeah. They just don't realize that they're hurting you more, actually. Yeah. Um, but like, I she, think they just don't want to accept the consequences of their actions. Yeah. Um, or like she said, like they think that you're better off without them. And so they think they're doing something righteous or good. And it's like, no. No, I'm not actually. You're being hurtful. Just tell me that. Tell me. Tell me like <laughs> your reasoning before be for doing the things that you're doing. And yeah, sometimes people are afraid they'll get talked out of it too. Yeah. Like I remember my big breakup with my high school sweetheart. I broke up with him, and it was really hard. I couldn't just ghost him. We we had been together for four years. There's no way I could have just ghosted him. Yeah. But. It was really hard to break up with him because for, like, days he tried to talk me out of it. And he almost did. I mean, I almost went back, you know, because we had, you know, a long history and there was love there. And so it was really hard to stick to my guns when he was, like, begging me not to. So I think sometimes, I think also sometimes people ghost when they're not entirely sure or they're, or they're scared that they're going to let that person talk them into staying. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think sometimes people ghost because they're like, I can't see them because then I'll want to get back together and I know it's not right. Or I'll want to stay with them and I know we shouldn't, which still yeah. isn't, isn't good or isn't fair, but I can, I can see that. And that's kind of what I, when my ex was breaking up with me in March, I told him, I was like, I'm not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do. Yeah. So I was like, if you don't want to be in this anymore, you don't have to be. Yeah. So I felt like I was good through the whole thing. Yeah, you know, and honestly, sometimes that works. Like, my high school boyfriend, you know, long before I ever broke up with him, he tried to break up with me. And I think he thought I'd, like, cry and have a meltdown. But I, I was upset, but I just said exactly what you said. I was like, look... I don't want to force you to be in something you don't want to be in. And I don't want to, like, force you to be with me. Like, I want somebody to be with me because they want to be with me. And he changed his mind. <laughs> and we stayed together. Yeah. So sometimes it's attractive when somebody doesn't fall apart, you know? Yeah. And so I think you handled it great. And I told him, I was like, you just, like, don't have a... I was like, you just don't feel the spark with me, and that's fine. Like... I want to feel the spark, and I know that you want to feel the spark, and if you don't feel the spark, I'm not going to force you to do something that you don't want to do just for the sake of, like, not hurting somebody. Yeah, exactly. So, we're, at, we're, um, we're running out of time, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to say these lyrics to a song that I heard that kind of helped me get through my breakup. It says, someday I won't have to feel the cold, but I do now, so I'll know what it feels like when I feel fire. Yeah. So if you're going through a breakup or just a hard time and you feel really isolated and iced out, 
you're going through this so you know what it feels like when you're when it's right, when it's good. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you, when you got that and it's good, it's real good. And you know. Mm-hmm. You know when it's right and you know when it's good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like in my life now, like, I obviously cry when my husband and I fight, but I cry more happy tears in my life than I ever cry sad tears. My husband and I just, like, are big saps and yeah. just cry happy tears. On our anniversary, oh my god. God. <laughs> we gotta end this on a happy note. Yes. So, um... <laughs> So we were on our anniversary trip, and it was, like, our actual anniversary, and we were at dinner, and I was telling him, I was a little, I was a little tipsy, because we had been drinking, like, wine, like, a lot. Yeah, and so we were, like, at dinner, and I just, like, said, like, I've been thinking about, like, when we get old, and, like, when we die, and, like, he's eight years older than me, so I'm, like pretty sure like he's gonna die first and it's gonna suck I'm gonna hate it and he's actually told me I'm not allowed to die first he's like do not like he's like absolutely not allowed like he talks about it more than I do um and so like we're like at dinner and we're talking about this and then he says like I think we're gonna die together on the same day and I just started crying so hard like I genuinely and I don't like get choked up like that but I, like, started bawling, crying, and I was like, we have to. Like, I can't live without you. <laughs> oh, my God. And I just and I just was sitting there, and I was like, you know, there are so many people in the world who just want to feel like this. And yeah. we get to feel like this, and that's so awesome. And so I want that for all of my friends. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? And I just... And that's what we all deserve. We all deserve yes. to feel stuff like that. We all deserve to be that happy. Yes, exactly. And so um, protect your heart. Hold out for that really good love. Don't hold on to something just because you don't want to be alone. Hold on, yeah. out, hold on to something because you can't live without that person. You don't want to live without that person. Yes. All right. All right. Let's end on that note. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at Carrie Piccolo. That's the same on Instagram. You can follow Kim at Kimberly Joy Hamilton on Instagram. You can follow the podcast at Golden Take Pod on Instagram. And, you know, just go out there and be loved. Yes. And feel love and always, always let people know how you feel because yes. it's not fair to hold on to your feelings. If... If you love somebody, make sure that they know that you love them. Today. Yes, do it today. (laughs) All right, until next time.